Chad Henneberry. Are we live? We're live. Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is Love awesome. It. No time like the present. Heck yeah. To do a podcast. All right. So topic of the week right now. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> are we making it up as we go again? Yeah, why not? Kevin, how are you? On a scale of one to sore, how are you doing? Sore. You're sore. <laughs> so we just, uh, it's July 28th, Sunday. We just finished a three-day dry needling course. Yeah. And Kevin and I stuck each other like a bunch of pin cushions. Yeah, we did. So. Chad, you have made my ass so sore. It's not even funny. I have a dollar for every time <laughs> I've heard that. Oh, my I God. I wouldn't be doing many, this podcast. How many one-liners do we have this weekend? A lot. Not enough, maybe? I don't know. Fertile for treatment is still leading oh in my... God. That area is fertile for treatment. If somebody can work that in with their athletes and let us know, we appreciate it. Yeah. Do we even introduce ourselves? Do we even introduce the show tonight? Are Who we just are going? You? What's Who your name? You? I'm Chad. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. This is the <laughs> Candid Athletic Training Podcast. Fantastic. So welcome to those of you who are new to the program. We yeah. just randomly talk about most things athletic training and sometimes we get off topic. Um, often get off topic. Yeah, that's okay. We have fun with it. So, um, do you want to keep talking dry needling? I'm, I'm, you know what? It's going to come up multiple times because something's going to come back and it's going to click. I mean, just the tip of the needle is all you need for therapeutic treatment. Yeah. Just get the tip in there and you'll be fine. Um, well, okay. Let's like real quick talk about last week and wrap up. Um, some things that we had on our social media account, uh, candid underscore ATC for somebody new. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, last week we talked about rehab exercises. We gave rehab hacks. We also talked oh, yeah. about that inflatable ball that people use for rehab right. and what people call it, what exercises they like to do. So we had, uh, played the game F one, marry one, kill one on the, Stability ball, Swiss ball, um, and physio ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a lot of people. Actually, we had those. We had exercise ball. We had workout ball. I mean, we had all yoga answers, ball. Yoga ball. Yoga so we had a lot of there. different things. Yeah, there was a lot. Of, I think I was surprised at how many people said Swiss ball, though. Yeah. So, I mean, lots of different names for one piece of equipment. Very interesting to me. Big time. We also asked. Um, There's a Theraball in there, too. Theraball. I like. I like the bouncy ball one because, yeah, it's bouncy. Bouncy ball, right? yeah. It's really what it is. Uh, we also asked, what exercises would you like to do on them? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had somebody that said, stir the pot. Jen said, stir the pot. I agree with you. I think I mentioned that on last week's episode. Episode, So that was, uh, you agree. Uh, stir the pot's pretty good. Um, you also said a glute need wall ball exercise. It's like almost like a... Ah. Uh, a lateral push against the wall, pinching yep. it in between the wall and your knee, and then yeah. lifting. And I you know what? I, yeah, I like actually. Solid exercise. I like going into like a reverse lunge with it. Okay. It's actually really cool. It's really good. Um, Nate, um, Nate Marsh, said that um, he likes doing some upper body work, uh, planking on it, um, hands on the ball, feet on the floor or elevated surface. So sure. getting some core activation in there. Uh, Court said that she likes, um, I get a good laugh watching the kids try and figure out pelvic tilt on the ball, but she also likes bridged hamstrings. 
I get a good laugh of you trying to figure out a pelvic tilt. Me? Yep. My pelvis doesn't need a tilt. Do you remember when you told me today that you were like, oh my God, I finally felt my core activate? Yeah, once. It was all because I stuck a needle about seven, seven inches into your lumbar spine. Oh, sweet relief. <laughs> um, SJJ, heart number 22, baseball emoji, oh. um, said she likes uh, the ball pass. Uh, core exercise. Ah, sure, sure, uh, sure, sure. You know, passing in between your ankles and your hands. Yeah. In a V up. Yep. So, Love it. Um, and then CJ Hess also said, "Seated good mornings on there," which actually are really nice for reinforcing hip hinge mechanics, in addition to stretching your hamstrings. So. Right. So thank you all for talking. I'm gonna just call it stability ball. Swiss ball. Swiss, yeah, thanks for talking <laughs> Swiss ball with us. Uh, what else did we talk about last week? Standardized texts, yes or no? We had a pull-up. Do you I think that what, yeah. there should be some sort of standardized textbook yeah. in each subject throughout mm-hmm. athletic training programs around the country? 71% of the voters said yes, there should be. And I 20, know. 29% of the voters said no. <sighs> Do you want to rehash? Nope. Nope. Okay, we're just moving on. <laughs> we we talked 24 last week. Which athletic trainer or which uh, character from the show 24 would make the best fictional athletic trainer? Had that poll up. We had 64% of the voters, so basically two out of every three said Jack Bauer. Next uh, was David Palmer, who I personally voted for last week. Right. Uh, David Palmer had 18% of the vote. Right. And then Chloe O'Brien and Tony Almeida each had 9% of the vote. So Which Jack is great. got runaway. People you know like their Jack. Well, it's good. I and mean, here's it, the thing. Jack's just results driven. He's going to get shit done. I also think it's great that enough people voted for the other cats because um, you did not vote for them at all. So Correct. clearly what, I, what I'm taking from that is that there's other 24 fans out there. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so it's kudos an old show, to you. but it's a good one. Yeah. Oh, one we had one other thing. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know if anybody can hear this, but I might be chewing on something. And it's definitely not a watermelon sour patch kid. Kind of tastes lemony. What's your favorite again? Green? Yeah. Sour patch? Yeah. Overwhelmingly, I feel like Red and Blues. Like the kiddos on t- Twitter said watermelon. Oh, which yeah. One, which one's watermelon? I think it's a different bag. Is it really? It's a different bag? Yeah, they've got watermelon sour patch. Oh. So it's a specialty. It would Man. be basically like um, M&M, like the difference between regular M&Ms, M&M peanuts, M&Ms with peanut butter in them. Peanut so butter you have to M&Ms go to a best. different version of the Sour Patch Kid. And congratulations to Sour Patch Kid on celebrating a birthday this week. Good timing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, lastly, as we wrap up last week's conversation, uh, we had another poll. What is your favorite hard seltzer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> White Claw, 60% of the votes. Okay. Truly, 18%, other 11%. Yeah. And then Elka Seltzer, <laughs> hard Elka Seltzer. Was what? 11%. How many percentages? What, do, what would I mix my Elka Seltzer with? No, how many percentage points did Elka Seltzer get? 
11. 11? Tied with other. Oh, tied with other. Although we did have somebody um, who wrote in. Oh, my brother wrote in. Um, they said. Somebody said high noon. High noon. Yeah. Which so I just found out more today. I think it's vodka based. Oh. I think it's vodka and seltzer. Does that, does that intrigue you? Ah, a little. I mean, I'm on this little gluten-free thing, so. Yeah, vodka is fine. I mean, that's the reason I was drinking those babies. I like them. Anyways, I, I drink um, I drink White Claws and Trulies. Not often, but I, I do drink them. And, but lately. Is that New Glares? This is. New Grist? This is New Grist, which New is Grist. Lakefront Brewery, not New Glares. Yeah. Um, and it is a ghost style with a lime. And it definitely, it gets your, man, my cheeks immediately tingled. You're puckered so, up like I just oof. stuck your masseter. Heck yeah, you did. <laughs> or or my, like, ischial tuberosity, one of the two. Either or. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this week. <laughs> you, you, no, pause. I pause remember not. distinctly, you automatic. Pause you, like, not. You definitely said to me, I just puckered up <laughs> at <laughs> one point this weekend. I did? I probably yes. did. Oh, I don't know half the things that come out of my mouth. You know what's great is that um, if you had a chance to be in the room with us while we were learning how to dry needle, I think everybody got a little taste of what the podcast is like. For sure. Right? So Because me and you are in the corner and saying many, many probably inappropriate things. I wouldn't call it inappropriate i would just say we were we're the icebreakers the two the tension breakers the mood breakers in the in the classroom i i love it the class to, to me it was almost it was just a live t- it, it we should have had a camera going we should have had some microphones and we should have just been goddamn taping as we were doing this i i agree i agree oh my god could you imagine kevin give me your top five as i put this needle straight into your subs gap <laughs> <laughs> oh, subscap was tough. That's tough. Okay, this anyway, week, this week we have go. another theme. Theme. What is our theme this week? I believe it's coaches. Yeah, we're gonna hit um, a lot of coach speak tonight. Yeah. So we have a fictional athletic trainer that's coach related. We have an FMK that's coach related. Uh, our top five is not coach related. No. Um, but our feature topic is types of coaches. So we're going to really break down the athletic trainer and coach relationship a little bit tonight. I'm going to spin the top five to be coach related, by the way. You are? Yeah, totally. I, I got you. I can't wait to see how this goes. I got you. Let's do it. Uh huh. Top five. Let's go. We asked 100 athletic trainers in an average day, how many athletes or patients Will you do manual therapy on? All right, ready? I'm ready. 1, 15, 2, 7, 3, 4, 4, 10, 5, 14. Slow it down for us. <laughs> Slow it down. 15. 15. 15. 7. 7. 4. 4. 10. 10. 14. So anywhere from 4 to 15 Correct. is your guess on yeah. how many the average athletic trainer works on in a day. That, I based it on my life. On your schedule, yeah. your current schedule, or your athletic training, professional, baseball? Both. Both. Yeah. So a hybrid, a little hybrid. blend. Yep. 
I was trying to I was trying to hit it all angles. <laughs> yeah, just like a good dry needler would. Heck yeah. So, how many? Okay, here's here's the responses. In fifth place, ten athletes. Okay, I got right. one. In fourth place, um, eight <sighs> athletes. Dang it. In third place, three athletes a, oh, in a day. Okay. And, and then we had a, a tie for first place. All right. Two and five. Whoa. So very low. Interesting. Much lower than I had anticipated. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's our high school athletic trainers who... Probably. Who may... I, I'm just shooting... Uh, I'm, shooting I'm shooting blanks, really. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> don't tell, don't tell, don't, don't. <laughs> so maybe they're just like an hour in the athletic training room, quick eval tape. Let's get out yeah. to the practice or game. Yep. I don't have time. Yep. So that might be, it's quite possible. Um, so that actually surprised me a little bit. So how do you want to spin this, um, into a coach? So how many coaches do you do manual therapy on? Well, I think, Oh gosh, that's a that's actually a decent question, um, because in my setting, previously, obviously, like the coaches were, we had to treat the coaches if something was going on, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm sure you you're the same way. Yes. In the college setting, um, the way I was going to spin it is that, man, I hope. Do you think anybody can hear the planes going by? I don't. No? I don't, I don't think, think so either. Well, there's an air show going on. So if you hear a jet flying by, that's because we're doing this live from a F-14 or something. Um, the way I'm going to spin this is the idea of when I had a coach that wanted me to work on every athlete, I had 15 kids in that training room. Mm-hmm. When I had a coach that wanted me to not work on everybody and kind of push them a little further before they needed it. I bet I was more on that four end or that two end or that three end. Um, So I think the number of athletes that you do manual therapy on can be affected by your coach's style. That's how I spun it. 100% agree. There you go. That's how I spun it. Uh, Let's see. Do we have anything else... That was fun. Uh, too many. All 42. of them. Uh, 80 to 100% of the people that walk in. 90%. So, yeah, I think at uh, some levels people will do, that's a majority of what they do. And then in other situations, it's the right. complete opposite. You don't have time to do that. Right. So. I mean, you you don't have time to touch every one of your athletes, Right. I sure, I, when I, sure I was don't. in professional baseball, I had the time to work on a lot of athletes, and I sure as heck worked on a lot of athletes manually. FMK? Let's, yeah, I don't have anything else for the top five. No, I mean, it's um, pretty simple. Let's yeah. do F1, marry one, kill one. Okay. All right, so communication with coaches, right? Super important. Very, very important. So there are multiple ways to communicate with your coach but we broke it down into how do you deliver and yep your i guess injury report we'll call it yeah injury news status 
updates yeah. on if something happened with a with a player. Yeah, and we're thinking we're thinking kind of like end of the night or uh, you know athlete reaches out to you you're not at practice right before not, before practice yeah like before after practice before the game like after the game when you're not like standing right next to them in the dugout or on the sideline yeah it's right? not an on-field yeah. evaluation situation so texting verbal communication so whether that's a phone call or in person yep um and then slash the the end of the night email slash report like pot like auto populated mm-hmm. like sending over a roster at a time yeah 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 what do you got okay Go i'm killing the email slash injury report why uh it's too much work i'm just kidding <laughs> um no i just i i kind of prefer to do it on a individual like as people come up okay so i feel like i can get the coach the information sooner if i don't wait to the end of the night to do a report or a report whatever Mm -hmm. somebody comes in and something's you know something new i'm gonna talk to them i'm gonna do what i need to do on them and then i'm gonna tell the coach okay i'm not gonna wait to see if eight people come in and then send an email with eight new injuries Gotcha. Or eight status updates. Gotcha. I think I can get the information to the coach a little bit quicker if I sure. do it one of the other routes. Yep. Um, so I'm not going to do, I'm not, I'm going to kill for sure the email or the report. I'm going to F a text. <laughs> okay. Um, mostly because I prefer to do things verbally, face to face. I would rather walk down into a coach's office. And, and then you're smiling. I said something funny. I don't even know it. What did I say? <laughs> I'm just, well, I mean, face to face versus. Oh, yeah. Face to face is always better. <laughs> Not always. How do you F? Not always. Not always, I guess. <laughs> but I would rather walk down to a coach's office and be like, hey, here's what's going on. This just in. Chad's into the kinky stuff. Kinky. <laughs> uh, not really. <laughs> oh, my God. Too much information. Not really. Um, so I, you know, I would ra- I would rather, because then we can be like get on the same page much quicker. Okay. A text might get misunderstood, the tone, whatever. It's that nonverbal side of communication. I'd rather, so I'd rather get on the get on the phone or walk walk into the office and tell them. Yep. Hey, I just saw so and so. Here's what what's going on. Here's what I think we need to do. They can play, can't play. Yep. Whatever. Um, okay. But if I know, uh, I'm kind of tied up i can't get a full conversation in um or some i'm trying to multitask and i just need yeah. a quick one hit like a little one quick hitter, hitter <laughs> i might send a text okay now the funny thing about it is if you send a text if you f it i'm effing it uh-huh. effing that text sometimes it's going to turn into the marriage Oh, because yeah. you send the text and the coach needs more information, so they yeah. call you right away. So yeah. sometimes that text will lead to a full conversation. That's effing sometimes leads to marriage. Oh. Sometimes, so interesting. Um, I, that's where I'm going with this. The quickie didn't end up being a quickie. No, nope. locked down. <laughs> you got locked down. I love it. That's awesome. You surrender. 
surrender I think, is right. I think Chris Rock said that in a stand-up comedian. Heck He's yeah. like, men don't get married, they surrender. Uh, yeah, they, eventually we, we all have to, right? Even Napoleon had to surrender at some yep. point. So. Um, okay, so I'm, you are you I'm, are effing a text, you are marrying verbal, Yep. and you are killing the email. Mm-hmm. And how are you breaking this down? All right, I'm going to kill a text. Killing a text? Yeah. I'm going to F the verbal. Okay. I'm going to marry the email and report. So we're totally different on this. Yeah. And this is why I'm going that route. I love, Um, I I just love the the different thought processes. Yeah. So I went off of my history of, because right now, like my, I mean, I'm not dealing with coaches whatsoever. So I had to go off of my history of working in baseball, professional baseball that like it's a little different right so every day is the same every day is long hour like you get to the field you treat and then end of the night you send out a report right so i had to, i had to marry the that email report because it was what i did every single day every single day i sent a report of everybody that had anything going on so that the coach was informed he could on his you know when he got home because he usually left people a little bit before i did when he got home and he was probably getting ready for bed he could open up his email and he could read everybody that had something going on so he could be prepared for the next day do you think you think the coach right as he's pulling up the covers he's like you know what i gotta get that injury report read in i don't know I think I've had coaches that I do think, because they would respond to me that night every once in a while. They would ask me. I'm picturing a coach going home, having dinner, cracking open a beer. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, climbs in the bed, (laughs) grabs the phone. Mm. Let's get that injury report in. And then he's like, oh, God, I love Kevin's I can relax relax now and shut some eye. Probably not. No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I will say though, I I have to marry that though because that's your routine. It was the routine. It was every day. It was consistent. That it was the it was kind of a catch-all, right? Mm-hmm. I could I could give them the most amount of information in the shortest amount of time. And now it was all like an auto-populated like report, right? Like all in our EMR, you just click boxes. Bing, 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 bing. And as soon as you saved it, it sent it to everybody. And that's important in marriage. Check all the boxes. Heck yeah. As many boxes you can check off before you get married. Always check the number one box too. (laughs) So I'm going to F the verbal because I think it's like, it's like the most important communication. Like going into the, your coach's office and actually telling them face to face what's going on with somebody is extremely important but i don't think that it happens every day all day right it doesn't happen enough correct <laughs> it doesn't happen it never happens enough if you if you, you saw chad's face we okay one a great example of good podcasting he gave me a certain face and look of like it doesn't happen enough it never does <laughs> but so that's why i'm killing the text is because I don't think you can give enough information over a text. I, I don't think it's enough to close the loop, 
right? You you just said like a text sometimes leads to the marriage, right? It leads to your your coach calling you and saying I need more information. And so I'm killing it from the idea I would not want to text my coach about six different athletes. If if but that's in my situation. If I had to text my coach every single time an athlete had something going on outside of the regular workday is kind of like the way I had to look at it. Uh, it's too many texts. It's way too many texts. You know, and now that I'm thinking, well, it's probably HIPAA. Oh, yeah. sure. But, I mean, at the same time, what's well, not HIPAA violations anymore, right? We're probably doing a HIPAA violation right right now. <laughs> We apologize to advance of HIPAA. <laughs> okay, cool. Anyway. Let's um Yeah, let's fat something let's up. Let's fictional athletic trainer debate. <laughs> yeah. Two fictional coaches. And we tell and this this is courtesy of our friend Dave Yeager. Oh, for sure. He gave yeah. us the idea of just do two fictional coaches. Yeah. Made sense. And I think these are two of his favorite coaches. Really? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we, yeah, we wanted to. We could have gone with like two actual coaches, but we we chose not to. We went with two characters. Yes. So we are going to debate whether Jackie Moon or Patches O'Houlihan would be a better athletic trainer. I love it. And where would you like to start? I know you have a list going. No, I just, I mean, just some bullet points and all. But um, who do you want to start with? Let's go, Jackie. Jackie Moon, the Flint Tropics. Flint Tropics. Okay. What do you, what do you what do you got? Well, so I think oh my god. I was sitting on my foot, fell asleep. Um I'm gonna go with a negative because I know <laughs> you're gonna agree with this. Is that he's a little false promising, right? Hundred percent. So he promises an entire crowd of people that they're gonna get corn dogs. Corn dogs, Jackie. Corn dogs. You know how many people don't understand when I, when I hear the word corn dogs and I say corn dogs, Jackie. Like so many people don't understand what I'm saying. Um, and he doesn't come through with the corn dogs. No. And also when Duke hits the half court shot. If you made a half court shot, I don't. That's not even half court. Wasn't it like three quarters of the? Sh- where was it half court? It was a long ways. Yeah. And you were maybe not of a sound mind and you made that shot and somebody said i'm going to give you this check worth ten thousand dollars a very large check that says ten thousand now he did i will say this at the end of the movie he did send some cash and said there's more coming it's a little short though it's a little short yeah it's (laughs) it's still like it's the follow-through that yeah he came super important in athletic training is you follow through on everything very important. He, okay, training. so that's that's a negative. That's yeah, a drawback. Yeah. All right. Um, I think. What about um, some positives? Well, I, I have another. <laughs> I have another Wait, negative. You have another. Okay. You remember when he's when he's fighting the bear? Yeah. Right. Do or it. I think it's it's the the bear comes in, or the bear escapes. Yeah, the bear. Escapes. And he goes, everybody panic. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I have that one down too. He's. I'm not sure. He loses a, his composure. Everybody <laughs> panic. If you have a small child, <laughs> use it as a shield. Yes. 
I'm not sure that's great as an athletic trainer. No, there, oh. you can't or you should not panic. Mm-mm. Composure is actually probably even more important than the follow-through. Now. So he's 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 behind a little bit in the polls already when he just started. No, no, no. It's good. So as far as good points, he – remember when he comes up with the alley-oop? Um, well, he doesn't come over the alley oop. His mom does. Yeah, in the dream. In a dream. Yep. I took it as. I can't tell you how many times, like, I've been laying in bed at night and I'm like starting to fall asleep and blah blah blah, and I'm kind of like, oh man, I should have done this with this athlete. All the time. All the time, right? There's three. There's three places that happens to me. Right when I'm falling asleep, <laughs> right when I'm on the toilet, and right when I'm driving to work. Oh, to work at least. To, to or for, from. If okay. I'm in my car. Driving. If I'm in my car, right. in my bed, or on my toilet, okay. I'm going to come up with a phenomenal right. plan. Yeah, totally. Never in front of the athlete. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so Never. I'm, I'm thinking like that would transfer. Jackie Moon probably would be – he cares enough about – the uh he takes work with him he takes work with him i guarantee it he's also right? very original and innovative yeah he is he, he's not willing or he's not scared to try new things no he's like the you know he's the promotional guy there too well yeah i was gonna say including dressing up as a sunshine or whatever star yeah. or something so i i mean there's creativity very the much rehabs so. are going to be tremendous Absolutely, absolutely. And he does care. He everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. So he cares a lot. <laughs> um, I <laughs> he lo- and he really does. He loves everybody. I will. Uh, he's so. Speaking of like the the promotional side, slash. Remember when they all get in the fight? Yeah, the timeout. Court, right? The timeout. He, like, makes the timeout happen because there's about to be a fight. And he's like, no, 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 like, you're going to ruin the merger. Like, the owners are, are, like, the NBA is watching, right? So I think he would be really good at communicating or appeasing, like, front office, mm-hmm. athletic directors. Yeah, um, supervisor. Even, like, coaches, watching. supervisor. Yeah, like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. The athletic like, training room is super clean oh, when, yeah. when the big wigs are coming around, yeah. but like it's just <laughs> a dump. Oh yeah, totally. totally. Now, um, I think from his experience, he'd be okay in situations where there, maybe there's not a lot of equipment, or you know uh, how we talked about major league a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. When things, you know, he does, he's not going to need all the fancy equipment. He just kind of has learned to get by with what he's got. Yes. So I think that's a, a you know a positive. Totally. So he, uh, I think he'd be really good in those situations where you're uh, maybe a little grossed out. Maybe there's like I don't know the composure might get to him. No, I know, but at the same time he's never thrown up. Oh, yep, you're right. <laughs> you're right. He's so never thrown up. He's never he's never like seen somebody else throw up. Or been around something that was absolutely disgusting. You ever been punched in the jujunum? <laughs> <laughs> I've never thrown up before. Ask my mom. 
And the guy gets, remember when the guy gets shot in the arm? He doesn't panic then. No, he doesn't. He doesn't panic in that situation. Not at all. So emergency care. He doesn't do anything, but he doesn't panic. (laughs) Yeah. It's just caught in the middle, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Uh, Anything else on Jackie? That's what I got for Jackie. What do you got for Jackie? Anything Uh, else? Pretty much the same thing. All right. All right. Let's um, let's go patches. Patches. Patches O'Hoolihan. Yep. Rest in peace. Oh, so yeah. Rest in peace, right? I mean, uh, Rip Torn. That's a bummer. Funny, funny human being uh, died recently. And so, I mean, Patches O'Hoolihan. I, to me, honestly, his best character. The only other thing I really remember him from is Men in Black. And I think we mentioned this on the podcast before. Do you remember him from anything else? No. I actually, I know we had talked about it, and I forgot that he was in Men in Black. Yeah. Even I, though you've said it multiple times. I feel times. like he's he's that, like, actor that has been probably very influential in so many movies and TV shows, but he's so good at his job that he probably lets the stars of the movie shine versus him, right? So so let's start with the negative Okay, I got it. I think I think the the main negative for me <laughs> is you cannot be an athletic trainer if you are causing <laughs> concussions. <laughs> That's I don't know if we actually had a specific <laughs> class where they taught us that, but I think it's oh, an unspoken rule. Don't. You cannot cause injuries. Don't purposely. especially concussions. <laughs> don't throw things at your athlete's head. Oh, so if you can dodge a wrench. <laughs> that's that's the main negative I have for him. And I okay. think it's kind of a big one. Yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> I bet. Maybe that's just a new throw- <laughs> rehab and warm-up. Exactly. If you, throw a, if you throw a wrench at somebody, the first time they might get hit in the head. But every time after that, they've learned <laughs> to not get hit in the head. They're just teaching fast twitch muscle fiber. That's a, that's it's actually a, more of a strength conditioning role. Oh, it's, it's a great rehab. It's a great rehab. Watch out for that 10-pound wrench. It's hand-eye. It's wrench-eye coordination. So I don't... So, uh, all right. He is quoted saying, it isn't necessary to drink your own urine. (laughs) (laughs) But I do it anyway because it's sterile and it tastes good. (laughs) Yeah. So I have one... He's willing to um, try new things because I don't think anybody's born wanting to do that. Would you Would you consider <laughs> that being a nutrition based? I is I there think any nutritional value in the I, urine? I have no idea, but it's sterile. <laughs> it tastes good. It's just he's thinking about hydration. So I'm. It's important I'm, these hot summer months that you <laughs> you stay hydrated. I get it. All right. But I think at least he's gone through the process of figuring out whether or not it's sterile, and then to, I mean, it's a little innovative, you know. <laughs> I mean, it, he if he was stuck in a sit, sticky situation, he'd figure out how to solve it right he him and bear grills might get along a little bit you know he could f- bear grills bear grills so the um uh god what the heck is the the show um he was out in the wild wild something um 
and he just had to survive in the wild. Oh, is what the it, heck is? Is it one of those reality shows or game yeah. shows? Yeah. Naked and crap. Afraid. No, it's pretty close though. Um, why am I blanking on this dang show? Well, we can pause. We can pause the show. Holy cow! Um, we can pause the podcast. We can't pause the podcast. Um, <laughs> man vs. Wild. Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is so, he the host? Is he a contestant? He no. He's the he is the man versus the wild. Oh. Right. And so he would Clearly, show. I've seen this show multiple times. He <laughs> would show people how to survive in the wild. There's a lot of controversy about the show because he never actually had to survive, but in the same time, he was voluntarily eating bugs, drinking his own urine, like doing very dangerous things. But somebody off camera was giving him a, a protein bar. Um, Who the heck cares? Scam artist. No. No. I think it's actually crazier because he wasn't in the show actually having to survive. Right? He was legitimately volunteering to drink his own urine. That's nuts. So him and Patches would be on the same page. They're on the same drinking team. <laughs> yes. So I think... That leads me to think that Patches, Patches will be a little innovative. He he does whatever he needs to sur- to survive, right? Resourceful. Resourceful. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, he also he says, "Take care of your balls, <laughs> and they will take care of you." He did. It's actually just sound advice. It's just sound advice, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think an athletic trainer every once in a while just has to be that beacon of like sound advice. Well, for he's their just athletes. direct, right? So he's, like, hey, he's not going to sugarcoat anything for you, right? I can respect that. Stretch your hamstrings, and maybe they'll take care of you, right? <laughs> you you transfer that saying to anything else. Do some hip mobility, and they'll take care of you, right? Have some core stability, they'll it'll take care of you. I like that. All right. Um, another white elephant. White elephant? For me. Yeah? Like a gift? Nope, it's not a white elephant. It's just an elephant in the room. <laughs> white elephant's a bad gift. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Correct. No, it's just an elephant in the room. Another elephant. You have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> the wheelchair. Okay. So wheelchair. it's gonna, it might in, inhibit him in some situations, true, or slow him down a little bit. It will, but it might help with transporting. It might, it might just you know throw him over your lap, let's get him over there. But he wasn't always in a wheelchair. No, you're right. Yeah, I don't know, crotchety, crotchety old patches hulaan, or young patches hulaan. I don't know. In his prime. Do they ever talk about why he's in the wheelchair? No. I don't know if they ever do. Nope. Bad dodgeball accident, maybe? I'm not quite sure. I'm not really sure. I hope Dry I'm not. needling gone wrong. Ooh. Don't tell anybody. Um, I think it's just sound advice. He gives really sound advice. And last but not least is the five Ds of dodgeball. Do you yeah. remember what they are? Dodge, dip, Dive, duck, and dodge. <laughs> did I get him right? Yeah. I think I did. So I think... What are the five Ds of athletic training? Ooh. 
<laughs> Don't answer that question. <laughs> that might that might be another another Actually, episode. Actually, we are gonna we're gonna put that. We're that gonna might put be that the. In the that might be the late night episode. Five D's. I'm writing it down. It's actually going to go up for the for the listeners. I like. We want five D's. Five D's of athletic training. Is Twitter censored? I don't think so. Um, I feel like the five D's of dodgeball are, are like, it's the manual muscle. You know, best out of or like zero to five. It's the grades of ankle sprains it's the grades of muscle strains it's the um remembering the order of the you know adductor muscles it's the remembering the the mnemonic devices yeah it's the mnemonic devices right i i feel like he'd be really good at just remembering all that stuff because he could break it down to the five d's of athletic training (laughs) yeah everybody had their little either rhyming pattern or something. Yeah. Uh, the um, cranial nerves, O, 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 T, T, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's got their own ooh, style ooh, ooh, ooh. and learning them. Yeah. On old Olympus. Yeah, so the five five Ds, he'd be able to come up, he he might be able to, a good athletic training um, instructor. Ah, he maybe. He might be able to yeah. teach it. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Just like our friend Jason that we yeah, met Jason, who we met from Whitewater University right. here in Wisconsin. Yeah, it was nice Love meeting it. you, sir. Um, yeah, that's what I got for PHs. Okay, so if you got let's 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 vote. Okay, who are you voting for? I I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for Jackie Moon actually. Okay, I think um, <laughs> the free um, the you know carefree spirit the outgoing nature he's not afraid to take some chances um and innovative i'm I'm, he's an idiot but i think he's he's gonna work through it okay i'm going patches all right this is great we're gonna leave it up to the listeners heck yeah let's do it all right cool i love it uh what do we have left features topic i think so Chadster. Yes, yes, yes. Coaches. Yeah, we had a lot of responses on our social media account this week on, um, yeah. when we posed the question, give us some types of coaches. Yeah. So we wanted to kind of simplify a little bit. Uh, and Kevin and I came up with some maybe some themes, mm-hmm. some uh, continuums of, of coaches, some topics that kind of would might separate, not good from bad, but maybe... Yeah, you know, different less than types ideal. of coaches. Yeah, different types of coaches. Yeah. So, uh, what's the first one that we we identified? I think the first thing that comes to mind is the the coach continuum of I need you to treat everybody on this team, or I need you to treat nobody on this team. The workload coach. Yeah. What's my workload going to be? <laughs> <laughs> so the idea of I want you to take care of every little thing. This person's not practicing until they're 100% healthy, mm-hmm. and I need you to take care of it. Um, this is your problem now. Like, um, touch everybody so that I can know every little thing about every little player versus I don't want you to touch anybody because you're probably babying them. Yep. 
I think right. you I think you outlined it really well. Yeah. And I've had both. Yeah. And I and from one sport I went from one to the other. Okay. And it was a, a really drastic change for me. Sure. Um but once you What adapt, did you start what did you start with? I started with the coaching staff that I had to take care of everything. Okay. And then it ended up being the coach that don't touch him. Sure. And it was hard for me to sit back and be like, okay, I have to wait and see what happens here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it turned out great. To if you take if you take the personality of the coach, meaning the conversations you've had outside mm-hmm. of actual athletic training stuff, which side did you prefer, do you think, as an athletic trainer? I, I as I get older I've come to appreciate the one the the let's make let's let put the onus on the athletes right a little bit okay yeah let's not baby them let's sure let's, i've come to appreciate that a little bit more it's workload it's you know yeah. what it gets to the point where you'll know when it an injury is to the point where they need to we need to modify activity or yeah. do something mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. we're not gonna i'm not gonna sit there and let a kid get hurt no or an overuse injury get to the point where it's making it worse but I think there could be a a blanket disclaimer on this whole discussion that like whenever whenever you feel like there is danger being applied to your athletes slash um you truly believe like no this this person cannot practice or this person cannot play that needs to be voiced and your coach should listen to you yeah. I would think that your coach right now or before, I, I don't know, um, that wants you to let the athlete have a little accountability for how their body's feeling versus the coach that wanted you to take care of everything would want you to also step in when it's necessary. Correct. Right? Yeah, we don't want a varsity blues situation here. Correct. Correct. And I and that's where, like, I think that's that's not the discussion I we're having, want, right? Is, I don't is, want your life. <laughs> I don't want your life. Um, if so, we're I not mean, talking about the extremes of the coaches that are putting your athletes in danger. Because by all means, coaches. I think everybody that's listening to this podcast slash is doing this podcast, F you, coach. Like to legitimately, no, mm-hmm. you're you are not gonna put this player on the field. But there are now, like we talk about the coach that is flirting with some gray areas of like whether or not we're pushing them a little too hard, not pushing them hard enough, all, all the above. That's what this discussion is truly about. Yeah, and it and it kind of blends into our second continuum. Mm-hmm. The coach's experience with. Uh, injuries and history it's yeah um or maybe education yep you know the the coaches that um think they know everything yep. or understand all the injuries or have experienced every injury ever yes yeah. um versus maybe the coach on the other end of the spectrum who's going to be like hey what do you think i i don't know maybe they're just first aid certified right. and they're going to leave it to you to do the do your I mean, job. I think I think we both have had coaches that 
probably have come up to us and said, well, during my hamstring rehab, mm-hmm. like, well, during my knee surgery, mm-hmm. well, during my, like, my shoulder never felt like this. Yep. Um, that's a very dangerous world to live in as a coach, right? Yeah, how, how much they know about injuries. And you know what? The, the truth of the matter is, and, and this is the hard part, is no matter how much experience they have or courses they've taken it's not going to be the level that a certified athletic trainer has no so and at some point you have to be like you know what i get it but here's the truth i also so there's there's a a, another course down that like continuum of so i'm 25 years old and i am a brand new like graduate I just passed my BOC. I am now taking care of the University of wherever baseball team. But the baseball coach slash manager, whatever, um, has been around for 25 years. And that coach is actually a wonderful coach. He has actually done a very good job of talking to every one of his athletic trainers he's ever had and tried to learn as much as possible about athletic training and about how to take care of injuries. Mm-hmm. And now you are a brand new grad. You're probably going through a program that his previous athletic trainer did not go through. You're probably learning stuff that the basics of your education are all the same. But maybe you gravitated a little bit more towards, I think everybody needs to do more exercise for pain control versus modalities, right? And our healthcare as athletic trainers, are it's, it's ever-evolving along with all of healthcare. But that coach, you are just the next in line to teach that coach a new way of taking care of athletes, right? I've been pretty fortunate that I've been surrounded by coaches who come to me and be like, hey, what can we do for this, that, yeah. the other? Yeah. And they ask me to come up with, you know, a 5, 10, 15-minute program during practice sure. that we can implement. Th- those yeah. are the coaches that I love working with when it's yes. a team approach to yeah. solving injuries. like Big time. Those are the best ones. So the team, the coach, I think overall the best coach is the coach that sees you as part of a team, right? Amen. You are not only are you, because you're the middleman, right? So you are the one that the athletes confide in, but you're also the one that the coaches confide in. And the only thing they see you as is part of the team. And you're almost like you're your coach light and then your athlete light like you need you're so integral in how this whole wheel or like um you keep the cogs going in the in the watch right like i mean if you are not spinning at the right rate all of a sudden the coach is not spinning at the right rate and the athletes are not spinning at the right rate and so everything's going to fall apart. So the best coaches out there are the ones that think you're part of the team. Now, how do you get through to the coach that doesn't see you as part of the team is a really huge 
topic, I think. Right? Yeah, we're gonna, and I know CJ wanted us to cover. I think it was CJ that yeah. posted something on social media, and I think we're gonna have to have another whole discussion on that. That I, will be I a do. future topic for another yeah, yeah. show. So CJ, we will get to that. Yeah, totally. I I think communication with coaches. That's a is, that's a whole is animal. A different in topic versus types of coaches. Yeah. Um, I will say this though. Very briefly on that topic. The more you try to communicate with that coach and just try to like step into their world a little bit, probably the better. Yeah, and just right? show them that you That's care it. and mm-hmm. you're just trying to help. Go go a little bit above and beyond on a on a couple things that you want to do. Say, um, I had a hitting coach who was probably one of the greatest human beings I've ever met in my life, but at the same time, we always would talk about um, what was he seeing with his athletes that maybe I could help out with, right? And one of the things he always asked me for was, so baseball, um, was grip strength. How can we keep the hitters' grip strength up? And so all I said was, you know what? This is what I'm going to tell you, Buffy, was I'm going to make sure that every position player that comes into this room I'm going to make sure that I mix in what I feel are appropriate grip strength exercises so that it's not like here, this is what you have to do every day. Like it's more like, you know what, this is how it's going to benefit you from the health standpoint and blindly you're going to be able to hold the bat longer. (laughs) Right. Perfect. Um, And so we would always have these side conversations about, what do you what do you need a little bit more out of me? And or like what are you trying to do? And guess what? Like I want to help you with that, right? And so maybe I can help you this way, right? And then vice versa. So um if you have a player that you're really and now we're getting into the <laughs> how to communicate with coaches. Um if you have a player that you're really struggling with, come talk to me and say, this is what I'm struggling with. Not that I need you to fix it, but this is what I'm thinking. And this is what I'm seeing. Go with it. Run with it. Run with it. The moral of the story is you should scratch each other's backs. Yeah. Sorry. So let's move on yeah. before I keep going on another tangent. That's okay. Um, it's important. And that's why we yeah. will get to it on, yeah, another, yeah. on another day. So I think what's another continuum you got? Do you have one? So, I think the the coach that makes it really hard for you to get to know your athletes mm-hmm. is, or the coach that makes it really easy to get get to know your athletes, um, that coach that constantly set comes into the training room and is like, "Are you hurt? Are you injured? Do you know the difference? All right, get out of here." Mm-hmm. That coach really makes it hard for an athletic trainer to have that personal experience with the athlete. Sometimes the athletic training room, your your world's a little different because it's multiple sports in one little space. But in my world, that coach made it really hard for me to allow the athlete to have a little bit of a safe space. And that like, this is where sometimes the boys could be boys. And I know a lot of people hate that that phrase but like 
we could just there could be open conversations right there could be it it wasn't about like hey my hip hurts it was more about like hey like you know how's your how are your kids doing how like how's your wife doing um you know it was a bit of a, a safe space slash maybe just some uh shenanigans would happen right yeah you want to create an athletic training room where the athlete doesn't feel like um you want to you want to create a, an athletic training room where the athlete feels like they can come in and share and just kind of relax and yeah. holistically get better yeah literally holistically i mean we even in this and coach and sometimes a coach that the, the coaches that are like nope stay out yeah you can't build that relationship no. with the athletes then which no. is super important we're not the bad guy the, uh, the other side of the argument or the other side of that continuum i've had coaches that want the athletic trainer um to be part of that culture mm-hmm. that family that team culture you know getting invited to team meals yeah at home you know, yeah. not necessarily on the road when you're traveling but you know hey the team's doing this we want you to be a part of it etc cetera, etc cetera. sure that fosters that communication or that that team approach that culture um, where the athletes don't feel like they have to avoid you they can Correct. come up to you and they get to know you on the personal level right and it just makes everything easier so those coaches that's the other side of that continuum absolutely absolutely um I think there's a lot of coaches out there that they do a really good job of knowing every current research study on what would benefit their athletes. I used to work with one. Right. The latest and great, like the most well, well studied, especially on the nutrition side of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I would call these. I would call these coaches. The guru coaches. Yeah. It's a good term. Right. So like the latest and greatest like guru Mm -hmm. should be who's helping us take care of these athletes. Mm -hmm. When I think we all need to be reminded, particularly myself sometimes, um, that why, why do we have to reinvent the wheel? Right. We, We need to stop reinventing the wheel because the wheel is pretty efficient. Right. Yeah, there's it's it's interesting. There's a sweet spot between not knowing enough. Yeah. You know, the coach that doesn't know anything. Uh-huh. And then there's the coaches that know too much. Yeah. There is a yeah. there's definitely a sweet spot. Yeah. Totally a sweet spot. And that's uh, probably a round object that just keeps rolling. Um I think there's the communication from that is just has to be on the on the two extremes has to be constant and you know what as athletic trainers if there if we have a coach even if you have to cover multiple sports and you know what your lacrosse coach is the one that's always like hey did you see this research study about this shouldn't we be doing this with our athletes you know what it's not going to hurt you to go look at and look into it it's actually going to only help you because what you can do as an athletic trainer is then go research into it with your knowledge background. One, you're going to learn something, but then two, 
you're going to be able to then have a very intellectual conversation with that coach the next day or whenever you you finish looking into it um and you hopefully teach that coach something and you also learn something out of the process right i think that's it's the only fair way to like look at that and i think it does come down to we've said it before on the podcast i think many people have said it to their athletic training students i think many people have said it to other athletic trainers you know what when in doubt say i don't really know much about that subject but i promise you i'll look into it and i'll get back to you right couldn't agree more pretty strong strong statement to a coach do we have any other major continuums here I'm just kind of scrolling through what everyone said on social media. The coach that thinks you're trying to ruin their career. That's kind of funny. Huh. I, so I think there's ultimately there's, we'll call it a phrase of like the, the athletic training coach in that they, the coach that says whatever the athletic trainer says goes mm-hmm. right. Could be good and bad. Yeah. I, I, I do think it's great that a coach would say, Whatever the athletic trainer says, I trust what they say. If you can't play, you can't play. The, I am not playing you today. The play or no play decision yeah. making. Like, yeah, the, some coaches want to handle all of that. Hey, this is, yep, you're playing or not playing. Or, yeah. hey, it's out of my hands. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is it, it's, I think some coaches use it as they, that's how they wipe their client, their hands clean. And that's, that's how they say, you know what? They, they couldn't play because the athletic trainer said that they couldn't play. Um, I think <laughs> obviously gray area, but that has to be um, one. As an athletic trainer, I've said this on on the in the past on the podcast. You better be effing good at your job, then. You better be really good at your job if it's always on you. Mm-hmm. And so own that, and make sure that you're really good at your job. Uh, but then two, you have to make sure that if the coach is always going to put it on you of whether or not that athlete can play, you're going to have to be really good with your athletes in showing that, showing them that they can or can't play. Like the progress? Progress. You have to say, okay, so you're in this part of your rehab. Like, Guess what? You can't do X, so therefore you can't do Y. Okay. Yeah. So, um, just another part of like, just be really good at your job. Hundred percent. Yep. Um, other than that, I, I mean, I'm sure there's a million and a half other different coaches. I appreciate everybody chiming in on their types of coaches and. Yeah. If you want to see more, if you haven't, take a look. We had. Uh, on our Twitter page, Candid underscore ATC, we had tons of responses from athletic trainers all around the country. Yeah. Um, so you can scroll through that. You can, you'll have to scroll down and find the tweet and you can see everybody's re- replies. Yeah. So there's, there was a ton of great responses and we just tried to condense them into a few um, shorter segments. You know, otherwise we'd be here for hours talking yeah. about every single one individually. So we tried to group them together. Yeah, continuums. So. Continuums. Well, fantastic. Um, I thought that was... Yeah. A That's really great. fun conversation. Totally. And I think I think the moral of the story is coaches and athletic trainers affect each other quite mm-hmm. a bit. And you need to have a positive you need to work at making that a positive relationship. Big time. 
In okay. some situations, it'll be easier to have a positive relationship, and sometimes you have to work at it. It's like a marriage. <laughs> yeah, you have to work on it. So uh, that's marriage. all I got to say about that. You yeah. got anything? No, and obviously, I think there's probably going to be a 2.0 to this conversation. There's going to have right? to be a right. coach's 2.0 for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's get on let's, to next week. Let's wrap it. Chad, great episode as always. Yeah, how are you still sore? Uh, still sore. Still sore. Yeah. Three well, beers deep, but still sore. <laughs> so let's, what, what are we, what are we going to provide for entertainment value for next week? Next week. Uh, so we are in the state of Wisconsin, right? We are very Last lucky. Last time I checked, this <laughs> is still Wisconsin. We are very lucky in this great state of Wisconsin, in our capital, Madison, Wisconsin, they have the CrossFit Games every year. The championships. The championship. Championship. Put it on the board. Hushman Zada. Um, so we're going to spin that a little bit, and we're going to go with the athletic training games. And which event would you be best at or would you want to compete in, right? Yeah, so if, if your world championships, if the athletic training world championships – and you were competing, what event would you want to do? Until next week. Man, um, I cannot I, wait to see what people come up with. Oh, my with. gosh. So I will – a little side story. We had a athletic training student Olympics when we were in school, and it happened to be named the Henneberry Cup. Just saying, by the way. Um, until next week, you can follow us on – Candid underscore ATC. Nice. Um, I, I'm so glad you remembered it this time. I never oh, remember. God. It's so amazing that you can't remember that. Um, other than that, what do you got anything for the folks? No, just make sure you uh, let your friends know about us, and they can enjoy the same hour every week that you enjoy. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I'm going to go like rest my sore muscles. All right. And you do the same. Okay? We'll, see, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Hashtag break even. For a million followers, I'll yeah. give out some naughty things. We're making at least $45 a week. I'm going to have to really pay attention. <laughs>